All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 267 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Uramchuk. Brought to you by oodlenoodle.ca because I'm looking at the website right now and I'm looking at some of the delicious dishes and you should too. You can also find them, order pickup, order delivery, find them on your favorite food delivery app, Oodle Noodle, noodle related memes. Go to at Oodle Noodle Graham on Instagram as well. Jay's here. Wanye is here. We have a special guest coming up in just a second here because if you follow the nation, you would have seen the exciting announcement that was made today and I'm going to now hand things over to someone who's probably better at describing it than me. Uh, Jay, to break it down. Give us the Coles Notes version of what's going on here. Uh, so our special guest today is going to be Chris Labasse from Altitude Investments, uh, a local Edmonton company. Uh, so today we announced a partnership with Altitude. Uh, they're coming on and joining the Nation Network. Uh, and they are uh, allowing us and giving us the resources to help take this passion project that started in 2007 with OilersNation.com to becoming an even more legitimate uh, hockey sports media company digitally. So uh, we'll we'll get more into details uh, about kind of how this all came to be when Chris comes and joins us. But, you know, for us, what this does, what this does and what this will allow us to do is uh, create a, a, a larger hockey community, build more league-wide content, improve the user experience on all our Tom's, uh, all our team sites, um, provide more functionality and, and, and service the community better with different types of content or tools, or whatever it is. So you know, ultimately allow us to have more fun and do more things like you know, bringing John Scott onto hockey fights and 
Frank Saravalli doing a podcast with the Nation Network. Do some more like crazy, like in my mind, like legitimate things I never thought were possible. Uh, you know, allow us to do more and have a lot more fun with that as kind of these opportunities present themselves uh, uh, along the way. So it's just a, it's just a, it's, it's a unique time uh, for us. And we're super motivated and excited to kind of build out this, uh, this network, this, this vision that we had. So that's kind of, I can rant for hours about this, but that's, I think the Coles notes, unless uh, there's anything glaring there, your M truck, you want to want to ask me? No, I was reading his online profile though. And I found out an interesting fact about him that I'm going to bring up. All right. On the real life podcast, this is an exciting guest. This is an exciting time. Chris Labossiere. I hope I, I, did I throw the French accent on that? Like well enough there, Chris, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks guys. I'm looking forward to it. We, we're going to talk about the partnership with the nation network. We're going to talk about all this stuff, but when I was reading your profile on altitude investments website, there was something that's that jumped out to me that I want to ask you about before we get into anything, you have roughly $8,000 in Canadian tire money. What are you saving it for? Oh, nice. Oh shit. shit. You know, <clears throat> that was uh yeah, it was kind of a weird thing that got started in a bit of an addiction. And uh, uh, I think my grandpa might, might've collected it and I thought that was neat. And then, I just kind of got compiling it, and uh, next thing I know, I was buying it off people, and uh, and then the amount got so big that the thought of actually spending it was incomprehensible. And so, you know, as the story goes, and I, it's been about twenty years of collecting eight thousand dollars of Canadian tire money. Uh, what? <laughs> you know, it's really, I think it's going to go to my daughters as wedding gifts. You know, that was that was what we we decided we would do with that. And uh, is it transferable though? Like, does it still maintain its value or is there an expiry date on it? No, that stuff, some of the stuff I've got is like from the fifties or sixties or something. So it's, uh, it's impressive. Like I keep it in, uh, I keep it in one of my gun safes and you you open it up and uh, you'd feel very gangster when you see $8,000 Canadian tire might take up a lot of space. Like, let me tell you, it covers a whole table. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to my kids, I think. So I don't know. I've, I'm on the, I could have four four lawn tractors or give it to my kids. So we'll, we'll see. That's, that's, yeah. Just that's, roll up on a location in a Brinks truck filled with Canadian tire money and demand to purchase the Canadian tire location. Just take a franchise out with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want everything in here. I want all the barbecues. I want all the fertilizer. <laughs> Tally it up. Yeah. Well, we just bought a farm and, and I, I could use it for that, but it's, it's too sentimental now. So it'll, it'll go to my kids and, you bought yeah, a farm. They'll have to embarrass themselves going into uh, going into the store. So, yeah, we, my wife and I just bought a hobby farm uh, down in Saskatchewan near one of uh, very close friends of our family, and uh, that's Sick. why I'm on the phone today. The internet down here is uh, not perfectly reliable. So until Elon Musk gets uh, his act together, Starlink going. What kind of hobby well, farm? What are you guys doing on it? Oh, we're just going to rent the land out, and I'm I'm a I'm a bird hunter. I love uh, the pheasant hunting and uh, and uh, upland and waterfowl uh, hunting down here is great. I've spent a lot of time with my dog, and I love to do that. And uh, it's right on the U.S. border, so the closest town is actually uh, it's a town called Plentywood, Montana, which is from like a different time and space. And uh, we really enjoy hanging around here. And it's just kind of I just love the isolation of it. So how far of a drive is it to get there from Edmonton? uh nine hours <laughs> nine hour drive so can't do that every morning won't be doing it for the weekends no no so chris yeah i, I, 
I, I, I want to dig into uh, this partnership here with the Nation Network, and I just want to start it by asking you point blank, like, what excites you about this partnership that we're jumping into? It's probably two very distinct things. The first was just the business opportunity. I, I really believe um, the nature of how you guys built the nation, this really great kind of authentic connection uh, to the fans through, you know, just real, just real honest and authentic kind of nature and the way you celebrate uh, being a fan is just really exciting. And I think that that's the future of uh, basically how we're going to consume media. You know, I, I uh, you know, I love watching media disruption happen, and uh, you know, maybe I even have a little sick fetish when I see a company or organization that just can't figure out how to change, and they, they, you know, they get wiped out by disruption. And I've always thought, um, you know, it's it, it's really fascinating space, and you know, and I think maybe maybe COVID changed the way I consumed a lot of media, and it really exposed me to. Um, you know, what the future is for sports entertainment. I love sports betting. Uh, you know, I enjoy that. And, and I just thought there's, there's so much growth potential here. And, uh, and you guys have figured out how to do it. You've figured out how to connect with audiences in a real way. And I, so that's exciting to me. And then the other thing is just the Edmonton side of the story. I'm a, uh, a really big fan of uh, trying to develop some of these disruptive companies and helping that happen from Edmonton and, I know that's a shared passion, and it really made me feel comfortable to say, you know, the financial metrics of this deal aside, the uh, community effect it could have, it could be really positive, and that's exciting for me. And so, you know, I, I believe it's a, I believe it's a really rock solid investment in terms of where the future of uh, sports entertainment and media is going. And uh, uh, but I also believe it's just going to be really cool and fun to do for Edmonton. So we, we, we're, you know, my, my original business, I was originally in the waste business. I kind of dropped out of high school and, and got into the garbage business. And, and, uh, and then I started a software company in Edmonton and that, you know, so the, that's basically the investment that we were in. And then we sold a big chunk of one of our, one of our businesses and, uh, but all the businesses we're in were never really like fun. Like we've never been in. It's always the B two B space stuff that's uh, you know serious and uh, you know and uh, not generally all that uh, exciting to be part of. And this just excites me too because it's it's so fun to actually be supporting a, uh, something that you actually enjoy. So you know I I think it's a great investment. And if you look at what's going on with um, you know sports entertainment in general and in, in media. Uh, sports you know, batting, I think, I think we're going to just mm -hmm. see this continued proliferation of, uh, you know, people engaging with things like the nation. And, uh, uh, and I like the strategy that the team's built. It's, uh, you know, it's not just about Edmonton. It's, it's really about hockey fans and, uh, and uh, trying to own that space. And they said in the press release, which I just believe in my heart is if there's one thing the city of Edmonton can dominate on and should, it could be the, you know, kind of, world center of hockey entertainment it has it has everything going for it in fact it should be ahead of everyone else so to me it just feels like it's you know it's one of those things that in in sports betting terms i joked with jay uh it's you know i feel like you guys are on the money line have flipped into the kind of minus 180 200 minus 200 world it feels like it's, it's you're you know you're the lead the lead bet and i'm just excited to be part of it i love i don't that understand analogy. any of that None of that gambling made any sense to me, Ramchuk. Can you talk to me like I'm three and interpret that for me? 
We're the big time favorites, Wanye. We're coming down Shit. the home stretch, and you want to be betting on the Nation Network. Uh, Shit. Chris, there was something in there about your story that jumped out to me that I want to touch on quickly. You you went very quickly. You said dropped out of high school, got into the garbage business, and then began an IT company. That feels like three rather significant jumps. Can you take me through your story and how those three, like the timeline of those three, what sort of happened in between all of that stuff? Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not an, it's not an atypical story amongst entrepreneurs. So that's, you know, I don't think it's a special story in any regard, but I mean, really, I was very poor growing up. My, uh, I, I think I went to like 16 schools in 12 years of school and moved a lot. My parents got divorced and, uh, and we, you know, we didn't have any money and we were on welfare for a number of years and in foster homes a couple of times. And so, I mean, I was at that like really kind of difficult upbringing that, uh, poverty delivers. And um, so it didn't have uh, really wasn't disciplined enough to stay in school. And um, the first kind of opportunity to make actual real bucks was driving a blue box truck and, you know, uh, for a garbage company in Edmonton. And that was I was either going to be a bartender and, um, you know, end up in jail or I was going to have to get a real job. And, and uh, so that was my first job and stayed in that business for 17 years. And uh, the great thing about the waste business is. You don't need an MBA from Queens to, you know, to work your way up through that industry. And I, I was very ambitious. I wanted, I wanted to, you know, create some security for my family. And, um, you know, so I, I stayed in that industry for about 17 years. And I just, uh, through a friendship, uh, I got to know uh, Don Reap, who was my partner at Yardstick when we founded that. And we were both getting our POTS license at the time. And we became friends. And we said, well, you know, we wanted to build an online property for, uh, people that were studying for their uh, pilots exam, and we started this online exam prep company, and uh, you know very rapidly grew that into at one point we were the largest Canadian uh, testing online exam and testing company for exams and exam software, and then we also have a online training business. So, so that uh, you know that just happened fast and organically because of the timing. We were lucky to be, you know, and he was a developer and I was more of a business developer. And so with together, you know, that partnership was just amazing. And, and um, in 2016, I got back into the waste business. I bought a local waste company in, in Edmonton called Local Waste and uh, uh, have expanded that to be in Saskatchewan and, uh, and Alberta and continue to expand that. We still own a, a online training business called We Know Training and, uh, uh, invested in owner of a market research firm in Edmonton as well. So, and then some other investments like the Nation Network, where we're just there to provide you know capital support and hopefully uh, you know other ways to help it along the way. So, so it's it's so, a pretty typical organic story of entrepreneurship, going where the opportunity is, I guess. So this was all based off the back of a passion for aviation. The Archstick was, yeah, the Archstick was for sure. And uh, um, it, it was always at the kind of, it was always in the DNA of the organization around us because Don and I both like to fly. And, and uh, you know, that was one of, that's why Altitude Investments is called Altitude Investments. And, and uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and he, now that he, Don's retired now after uh, we sold our testing business, uh, he's getting his commercial pods license and he's just going to fly around for fun in his own plane. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. I don't, I don't fly that much anymore. It's just, that's uh, way too much mental stress load for, for me usually by the end of my day. So, but, uh, but it's still a lot of passion for it. 
fascinating stuff. It says in the release, uh, like the first in the press release, the first big bold thing is as longtime citizens of the Nation Network. And we were chatting a little bit before. Um, you listen to the Chumgate episodes. You, so you're familiar with how this podcast works, right? Like, do you have a take on that Chumgate incident and all of that? Well, so first of all, I mean, full disclosure, it was really during COVID when I really started to really learn and look and, and understand it. And I started listening to this podcast on walking my dogs at night. And, and I just, you know, there's very few things that get me to that point where I forget about everything. And I'm just laughing out loud. And uh, <laughs> so, but Chumgate, I, I listened to driving down to Saskatchewan yesterday because, you know, I've heard Jay tell the story and talking to some of our team and, and uh, he he always uh, would say he'd say that that was a you know one of the funnier or more definitive uh, arguments uh, or, or points of uh, debate in the in in the in the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I mean, actually, my my wife just told me walking in here, she said, "Well, make sure you tell them that uh, we don't think Chalmers cheated." <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> You know, I, I uh, all I gotta say is this: I think Jay went that that hyperbole argument. I think from the first episode of the podcast when he had this unfettered ability to go after Chalmers, uh, he was pretty strong in his in his words, and and uh, I, I think Chalmers has good reason to be a little pissed off at that. But you know, <laughs> I, I know it's a great debate, and uh, but I'd probably say I'm Team Chalmers on that one. Oh, oh wow! And Chalmers couldn't make the podcast today. Got this deal. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> now, full disclosure: the truth comes out. Well, hey, I respect you listening. I respect the fact you found it entertaining and somehow got misled by Chalmers in his in his defense and bought into what he had to say. But I respect it. I respect too, Chris. Wow. In 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 the story of of what you were explaining to us. Um, people who make their own lane in life, right? Like to me, it isn't a straightforward transition to go from being like a waste management executive into being a software executive, unless you truly want to do something, you're on a mission, right? And like from the sounds of the year come up story, I respect the fact that at some point you look yourself in the eye, like a lot of people do. And you're like, all right, now here's who I am and here's who I'm going to become. And then you set to it. Do you feel relief that it all worked out? Were all those sleepless nights worth it? You, you know, um, there, there's 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 something in an entrepreneur mind that doesn't ever let you necessarily feel relief. I, I, it's not a it's not even a great feeling to be frank. Uh, quite often, you you just always feel like you wish you could somehow slow it all down. And um, you know, so I certainly feel uh, thankful and grateful. I mean, it's provided a lot of opportunities for, you know, our, our families and shareholders and, and the, the people that work for us. And that's really important to me is that, um, you know, some way we, we, we certainly feel like we're building something. And, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's fun. And it's given me lots of in opportunities to do really interesting things, which is, which is also fun and supporting uh, community or charities in other ways is, is, is an off, an offshoot of it. But, yeah, I, I yeah, I feel some relief, you know. Um, but from what I've seen, you guys have some hyper entrepreneurship in you, and uh, and I expect you know what I'm talking about, where you're just kind of like, yeah, but what about if we could do that, or what about if we can do that? And uh, the goal line you never get over the goal line when you're you know kind of a serial entrepreneur. So, uh, but the stuff you get to do is a lot funner and a lot cooler for sure as as you scale. And and What's... I'm really Sorry, interested to see how you scale this. 
Because I think <laughs> this is actually the really interesting part about this is, is how do you scale this idea? And uh, I would know how to do that with uh, an asset-backed you know, industry where you require capital like the waste business or uh, a software business. We certainly learned how to scale that. But how do you scale this concept of engaging with an audience? And 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 most more specifically, the most special thing about what I think you guys have is this authentic connection with people. Uh, how do you scale that in other markets and maybe some of the other sports or whatever? And uh, and that's going to be really fun to watch. And hopefully, we'll help capitalize that. And uh, unless you guys go piss all our money away on beer or something, but I think we got that legally. We have our own beer, Chris. It's a it's an yeah, infinity you know, I know, I machine. Me, I, if hey, we buy hey. our own beer, technically, we're working and earning revenue. It's genius. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it is ingenious, and so we'll uh, yeah we'll watch to see how it goes. But that that uh, going back to Chumgate, I'll, I'll say that one of the things that convinced me uh, that this felt right was, and uh, and Wanya, you would have said in one of the episodes, but the you know we all have our version of that with our our friends, and I have a group of friends that are really special to me, and we call it the men's association. That's probably not appropriate anymore to even call it that. But at the end of the day, it's 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 a golf group of eight guys that's evolved over 30 years. And that special feeling you get when you get to be around your friends like that and really just talk about stuff that maybe it's the same story that's been told a hundred times um, is that connection that I felt listening to your podcast. And, and I know that that's the connection you have with fans in the nation uh, around uh, in, the, in this case, around hockey, but um, so I think that's interesting. I think that that you can't traditional media can't really compete with some of that stuff because of the constraints of the traditional media. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. I'm really excited about it. I think that there's um, two businesses inside the Nation Network, and my idea for today's show, and I was thinking about it, is uh, the three of us, you and Jay and I, we're the board of the Nation, right? And you don't understand the world of hurt you've signed on for as the only like credible referee between Jay and I, because everything that we do, the only guidepost we have for, is this a good idea or not is do we two of us agree that this is a good idea. Right? So when we started the nation network, I read this magazine, which is since out of print, which makes me feel old and out of touch, but it was called business 2.0. And it was like, you can buy a website. And I was like, you can, like, I thought it was like owning a bridge. Like everybody had websites, but I didn't really understand that you could make your own. And it was like, there are people who make websites and sell websites and earn revenue. And it isn't a hundred million dollars. Like there's a hundred dollar website out there that may earn $10 a year or up to a hundred million dollar website that earns a hundred million dollars a year. And this was probably in like, 2007 jay 2006 the first time we started talking about it do you remember talking about it to start yeah you're you had the magazine in your hand and you're like i probably had read it chris like a minute earlier and went and found jay was like i have brand new information listen like we gotta build a website and we're like okay that's great. Well, what the hell should we do? Cause we didn't know anything about, uh, well, we knew about websites and all that stuff, but we just exactly said it seemed like oh. a Herculean effort to, to get in. Oh, sorry. All good. You're in truck. Yeah. Government. We're talking, government. we're talking, we're talking business talks of government names. Come Real on. Real life. All good. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. No, all good. And, uh, <laughs> when we kind of did like, well, if we're going to do something online, it, it's gotta be something we like. 
And so we kind of did like our, our SWOT analysis and kind of core value analysis and all roads led to hockey. So then it was like, great, we've got an idea for a business. Now let's create a business plan. And then the objective of the business plan was very simple. I still Season have tickets. the business plan. I saw it, Jay, like uh, a week ago. I still have the hard documents. Go on. You should, we should put it as an NFT and sell it. Yeah. Non-fungible. <laughs> uh, it was the, the, the goals of the business plan were simple. Get us season tickets to the game, make our car loan payments, and be able to pay for our golf memberships. If we could the build richest a business, man we'd ever heard of. Yes. If we could build a business that could generate that, we've made it. How much well, does this cost? We have this, no this idea. Works out. <laughs> I hope I can afford season's tickets if this thing works out, but I still think that's out of my reach. We've looked, but we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully score more tickets part of the, as part of the group. But uh, yeah, it's uh, those are, it's, it's, you don't know, like when Don and I started Yardstick, we, we kind of had already started the business. You know, it was really more of an exam prep. We had about 10 different websites that sold the exam prep and, uh, we the uh, there was a business planning competition that was put on by uh, Tech Edmonton and uh, and uh, the called Venture Prize in 2006 and we were like four months late we didn't go to any of the seminars or anything we had ten days to put a business plan together and same thing still got it 30 pages uh, and we won the thing there was 120 companies that were competing for the Venture Prize and in 2006 we we won it with our idea and. That just light went on because it was a hobby for us. I was still running a garbage, you know, I was Western Canadian vice president for a garbage company. Don was a CTO at another company. And uh, that just, that was like, holy shit, this, like, we might actually have to do this because it's too <laughs> real. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, thank God we, we did and had the confidence to do it. But, and what I find really fascinating, and I've had two businesses that I've started that this has happened with. Uh, is if I open that business plan, everything. So page twenty, you know, page one to twenty-six would be all this bullshit about the stuff we were going to do that we thought we were going to do, and then the last four pages might have been the financial projections, and everything about the financial projections were almost exactly bang on, like year five kind of year ten revenue projections, but what we were doing to get it was totally different. And I think that's that's probably true for most uh, startup journeys, and especially something like the Nation, where you know you don't know where this is going to take you, but if you you know if you keep if you keep your uh, your audience and the people that you serve, the fans, uh, you know if you keep keep giving them great content and stuff, the opportunities are going to probably surprise you where they come, and you know like uh, and 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 obviously this is a big industry, so uh, you know I think the opportunities can be very big, but. Here's a, here. I'll, I'll, I'll blow your mind with a. Sorry, I'll, I'll blow your mind here, Chris, with a cross fact. I, we didn't get to talk before the show, and I was going to clear this way with you to tell you the story. So if you don't like the story, the shit ain't live. We can stop it. We can erase everything like Stalin used to do back in the day. Are you ready for this? I don't think so. When did you win the venture prize? Two thousand four, right? Two thousand six. Six. Okay. So, yeah. two thousand and six. In my TELUS bill at my family house, because I still lived at home, right? They broke down like the Venture Prize winners or somehow. And I heard about your company, right? And at the time, I was like freshly out of university. And part of my time was Jay and I were doing bars. We were young, we were doing bars. But I also had a job in quantitative math research, right? 
And I was like, oh, I got to do like in my mind, Edmonton's going to have many hot shot startups come out of it and like smart people doing crazy shit. And I got to get onto one of these rocket ships. Right. And this is really before the Internet. Right. Like largely. And uh, so I heard about the venture prize. So like one of the first emails I ever sent in my life was to you guys. And I was like, hey, if you ever need an unpaid intern, because at this point I already, I'd sold a company for $5,000 and thought I was the richest man on earth. And I was like, if you ever need an intern and like three weeks later, somebody emailed me back and was like, nah, we don't need any interns. And I was crestfallen <laughs> because you'd won the venture prize. I was like, these are the smartest uh, people around yeah, well, and I'm going to work for them like Starfleet yeah. Command. So it's interesting. We that ended up having, uh, when just before we sold the testing side of that business, we had 10 psychometricians on staff, like PhD level psychometric consultants and experts. And that was mind blowing to me. So I don't know if you would have made the cut even as an intern. Wanye, oh, yeah. I, probably, probably not. But Other uh, Wanye? Don't worry about that guy. He's got all sorts of shit on the go. But look, that's a good story, everybody, because <laughs> that, that's a, crazy. Yeah, I, I, uh, the world is small, well, right? Sorry, and man. B, it's, it's all good. Look at real small. Truth, truth so. be told, Chris, if I'm picking between unpaid internship or the transaction that we just laid down, maybe it was best we waited. You know, maybe it's best <laughs> to put it down the road a little bit. I met a guy one time in San Francisco. Yeah, I met a guy in San Francisco one time, and he was one of the heads of WhatsApp. And he told me this crazy story about how the guy who started WhatsApp applied to Facebook for a job as a senior engineer when the company was still small. And like basically in his mind, Zuckerberg personally declined him employment, right? And this, he's like a Russian engineering type, like super stubborn and angry all the time. But you know, the guys who actually get shit done. And uh, so he started up WhatsApp and like was consumed with how he hated Zuckerberg, right? And he was going to show Zuckerberg one day and he was going to make WhatsApp huge and tell Zuckerberg that he is smarter than he ever would be and how dare he. And sure enough, Facebook contacts him and Zuckerberg wants to buy WhatsApp. And he went over to Zuckerberg's house to negotiate and they hadn't met. And he was just like, Zuckerberg, you asshole. One time you were going to have a, you know, I was going to work for you and you told me no. And it made me so mad. I went and started WhatsApp. Zuckerberg looked and was like, well, you're welcome. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, maybe that was the fire you needed to light under your ass. Maybe we wouldn't be sitting here. And the guy was like, I was so confused by whether or not I liked Zuckerberg or hated him. I realized he was way smarter. Isn't that a funny story? And he <laughs> lowered funny. Look. Some, is there going to be a parallel between your email to us in 2006? Because oh, if, if that is, then that's <laughs> the awesome. job's done. I'm glad we could uh, inspire you the way we did. I, I don't remember that, the email. No, that I'm was my first. Don. He, Don probably no. Uh, said no. No, no, I'm, I'm joking. But that was my first. Um, foray into trying to be in text literally until that point i was like what could i do i did i used to do um safety documentation software when i was 19 oh, yeah. and i was like an intern at an accounting firm and i went to my job was to go clean out all the filing cabinets at a software company that had gone out of business and i rolled in there and i'm like 19 like looking around there's all these staff there and they were all about to be laid off so they were just working out their final days and they're like, who the hell are you, you punk ass kid? And I was like, I'm here to clean out all your filing cabinets. What kind of company is this? And I like sat down and gathered them all together and they told me their story. And I ended up taking their contracts. They had like a file folder of all the contracts they provided. And I was like, I'm gonna do this on my own. 
And then I went out and did that. Right. I think that like software is an interesting, we were born in an interesting age where if you know how to code, you can sit in a room and you can invent whatever it is you want. Yeah, that that's but you know there's there, there's the, the world's littered with people that think that that that's really that that they, they you know being able to build it is the easy part. But like I'm of I'm of the thought there are no new ideas, uh, and uh, this part maybe why I love the waste business so much. I mean it's it is uh, I like to say it's a simple business. It's just not easy. And software, I mean I can't tell you how many people I've met that were like, oh I've got this great 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 idea and. It's, no one's doing it, and I'm just like, oh, somebody's doing it. Somebody's doing it better, and they got better access to capital, uh, and they're probably smarter and you know, more patient. Or <laughs> no, no. So we, we, you know, I, I felt like we reached our capacity at the at the end of certainly the professional testing world we'd gotten into. Like we were competing with you know, three multinational companies, all American all with kind of billion dollar balance sheets and we became the largest in Canada, but you know, we were a fraction of the size of our competitors and um, you know, we kind of got really lucky with the timing in terms of when we sold it. And because uh, uh, I think this, this, there, there's so much capital in the world that it's going to get harder and harder and harder to build like truly unicorn level software ideas. So, uh, but we still, there's still going to be, I think the CEO of Microsoft had a saying I thought was really cool, which was that you know eventually every company is going to become a software company. It doesn't industrial companies, ag, and it's kind of true in terms of uh, the internet and uh, you know the democratization of stuff. Like so, I mean, look at you guys. You're, you're competing, you know, in Europe. I had the press release went out this morning, and I had a message from one of the nation fans from Germany talking about partnering on something else. I'm just like, this is wild. Like, you know, you guys are, you know, you don't, there are no borders around what you're doing. And uh, I mean, if you stay just in the lane of hockey, it's still a multi-billion dollar space. And it's uh, obviously it's an international thing that people enjoy. So, See, I feel like not to disagree. Like I, I obviously agree on some level with you about that. I think that computers are magic machines though. And more than any other industry, you can create stuff truly where like we created a sports media company, despite not being part of a sports media. In fact, since like the day we were around the whole sports media world basically was like, you guys, you suck. And we were like, ah, you suck. And we just kept going. Right. <laughs> and I think well, that, you know, and it's pretty cool. But, and that's like, what do you need? You're right. You need a computer and you're taking on in a billion dollar media franchise. So yeah, it's cool. And that the concept of social media and everybody has their own media channel now. Like you know, anybody can become a media station. Well you guys just took that and like really added a ton of jet fuel to it. Uh but you know, it's still a people everything is a people business and you're still connecting with people and that that's that's the difference. How people consume media has changed and will probably change again and again. But you're still connecting with people and uh uh, that that's that's the hard part to do. Like you, you don't see uh, terrestrial radio or you know TV or whatever. They, they can't be what you guys are. They just can't compete with you on that same basis. Um, and and hopefully that never changes. But that that'll be the challenge of actually scaling the idea. I think well, one of our... them... oh sorry Jay go ahead buddy. I was going to say like the, one of our core values and kind of the foundation of what's that, that, that we need to always, you know, be true to and, and continue to build it. What's going to allow us to scale is community. 
so the fact, you know, we put a lot of effort into community because we are members of that community and we wanted to try to build something that we thought that, that, would, that would resonate with us um, as these community members and then pay, you know, a lot of respect and attention to the community that subscribes to what we're doing. And I think that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's that approach and that core value. I think that's allowed us to give us that authentic voice because we're just at the end of the day, fans, we're not telling you know, we're not talking down to anyone like big media can sometimes do. This is fan fueled media. Uh, and I think that's really, as you say, I think this is where, you know, things are going. And that's why I think we've been able to have, you know, the, 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 the success we have is off this, this foundation of community. So you always see like, you know, today I, I put out some tweets and some posts uh, around the release and just like, it's, it's all, you know, thankful to the community because this is this is what allows us to do more fun stuff as opposed to just creating articles on a website you know it's allowed us to branch out into beer and to travel uh and do all that stuff because there's a lot of engaging touch points with all this so that's that you know that's that's our core value and for us to see success with this uh is we have to stay true to that all on the way no matter what size we are hmm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be wild. <laughs> I'm excited, you know. And we're you know we're minority we're minority interest in this. We're we're primarily providing financial support, and uh, you know, but we are passionate too. And so uh, we're gonna we we feel like we're 100 percent part of the group and the team and the community, and that's that's why I like it a lot. You know, to to, to me, the, the concept of altitude investments just was created around the when we did that big divestiture, it created the capital and the, and the ability for us to build a bit of a different structure. And I wanted to get out of the day to day of running our businesses. And, uh, and it's just, it's really excites me that our first, you know, significant investment is, is a local company that is actually all their whole brand identity is about being local and community. And so, so that's just really cool. And I think the feedback I'm getting today is that, that it's, you know, you know, if anyone follows me on Twitter, you know, I'm super passionate about, uh, you know, the future economy and how Alberta can stay competitive, but especially Edmonton. Uh, and, you know, I think, I think that's cool. I, there's a, some, there's a lot of people on the planet. I want to prove wrong still about some things. And one of the, <laughs> of the future of uh, Alberta's economy, but especially Edmonton, you know, is safe because I think we are at, pretty big risk uh we have so much emphasis on our resource economy which obviously is amazing for us today and we have to maximize our return on that but someday it's you know that the world the world's going to change around us and we need to be competitive and be ready and entertainment digital media tourism uh you know uh, those are like really really growing spaces uh, because of things like the disruption that the nation network has created and uh, I think I think I think the timing here is perfect, and uh, and then you know you guys have a really good vision in terms of attracting some of this talent, and I know that's what some of our capital will help fund is the ability to go out and partner with some you know really great content creators, so the fan experience gets better and better and better as you go along, and uh, uh, and then I suspect, and I know because you've shared with me some of the vision that you know some of these bigger, more traditional players are going to have to kind of soften up to this idea that there's different ways that, uh, you know, that uh, fan experience you know, can be delivered. And so I think, and I, I'm a big sports better. So, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. And it, it's, uh, I definitely love it when I get to watch live sports, but 
Uh, and I just see that industry is changing so much. And, uh, you know, so I think you guys are going to be in the center of a couple of really cool storms of, of things that are happening. And, yeah, who knows? But uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun for sure. Chris, I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to I was going to start wrapping it up here. Uh, Wanya, if you have anything else to chime in with. Well, yes. What I was going to end with is say, would you be interested in coming back on this show and periodically having like a version of our board meeting where maybe we don't talk yeah. about like, hey, Wanya, if you get sued one more time by Gary Bettman, I can't keep you out of Honduran jail. But like, we'll leave that out of it. But like the rest of it and just kind of keep people in the loop about what we're trying to do for the next little while. So I think we're about to do some pretty neat stuff and talking about it with a business professional rather than the usual, you listen to the show, we're yelling at each other about fishing. I think it'd be really interesting for people to listen to if you wanted to come back. I'd absolutely love to. I'm, this is, this is fun for me. And uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I would, I would get great enjoyment from it. And I'm grateful that you, you think that would be interesting. And, you know, for sure, when I've listened to episodes, you know, over the last year and stuff, it is kind of neat when you can kind of pull back the curtain a little bit for your fans to see that it's not just a bunch of, you know, fans talking about hockey or fishing. Um, and, and, you know, I guess I just want to be clear that I think that you have to, uh, that is why people listen, you know, so, but to see the plan emerge and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, for sure. I'd love to do that and be neat. Chris, I will end. Sorry, what you're on track. One more final thing. You'll like this just a little at the end here. You said, don't blow all your money. And Jay, I'm going to make this, I'm going to say this on the show so I have a permanent record of it. I, all I want out of this deal in the world is to get Nation Limo 2 on the road. (laughs) And we got to get it back on the road. Chris, I'll tell you afterwards, we used to have a limo and then the arena moved and we didn't have a limo anymore. And now with Uber and stuff, we got to get a limo. We got to get it on the road. And so are we going to piss away all your money, sir? We are not. Are we going to piss away some of your money on a limo? Yes. It's time to get in the well, arena. I think, uh, like, yeah, like a, a nation Uber would be wicked. Uh, yes. Be cool. and people Make would be Edmonton like, limos again. You get into the... You get into the uh, yeah, you get into the into the nation one, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I appreciate you guys having the trust and confidence in us, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we want you to go and get a limo. Exactly, this is a board meeting, and the motion is confirmed, your M Chuck, and you can end this meeting and call this podcast Nation Limo Two approved. Before you jump in, I want to say a heartfelt thank you, Chris yeah. and the Altitude team for believing uh, in, in, in us and kind of uh, wanting to be a part of it. Uh, you know, these conversations, everyone, just so you know, uh, Chris and I started talking in October uh, about all this and kind of walking through the plans and, 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 you know, feeling each other out from terms of like who we are in terms of vision and mission and alignment and all that stuff. So, you know, during Chris, the pandemic Chris, too, and everything sucks shit to have something yeah. like this go down. It's like magic on our end. Yeah. And Chris is being modest saying that he's not going to be playing a, a big role in this, but altitude will be playing a very pivotal role in the business uh, of, of the nation and guidance and support and strategy. Uh, yeah. So we're very thankful to bring, thankful. as you can tell a very established and smart entrepreneur to the team to help guide us and keep us on the right path as a business. And we will continue to work on all the fun and crazy stuff 
uh, along the way to make this, uh, to make this happen. So in uh, a limo. thank you, Chris, in a limo. In a limo. Well, Kanye almost blew it at the very start when he says, you know, Chris, we need a business dad around yeah. here. <laughs> we need to get you in a limo. <laughs> we need me. to come and pick and, you up uh, for our yeah, business no, dad meeting. And, uh, yeah. What kind of limo you want and all that. But uh, yeah, Jay, thank yeah. you for saying that. And I, and I really got to mention that it was, it was, it was a lot easier to do than virtually any deal we've done. And, you know, you've gotten to know our CFO, Jason, he's a, he's a passionate Oilers fan and uh, he's a hockey goalie. So he's already a little bit, kind of wacky and then awesome. the rest of our team that put this t- together and uh they worked really really hard like the amount of work that goes into it i'm sure you guys are probably a bit shocked by it in terms of uh the legal and financial uh um, stuff you got to go through so i appreciate and thank them and but we all we all laughed and said it was the funnest and easiest deal we've done because it really is fun and you guys make it fun so thanks for that and uh yeah good luck like we're gonna we're gonna be cheering we got more fans in the community now for sure Chris, awesome. I appreciate your time today. We're excited to have you back on. Excited for the new chapter. Awesome. Thanks. There you go. There's Chris Labossier. La, uh, he, he gave us the French roll with the name, and I've been trying yeah, to get it. Labossier. And I, yeah, I'm a little off yeah. on it, but uh, that was exciting no, stuff. No, you nailed it. Uh, that, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, Nation Limo 2.0. I can definitely make that the title of this week's podcast. Also, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're talking okay. for a sec here, I'm sure. Jesus, Murphy, what are you in such a hurry for? To get to Scott Hastings from Odd Shark and do an ad read. What? We have to talk to Scott Hastings. We're all buzzing off that meeting, yo. <laughs> Shit. I suppose we can't not do oh, stuff with our good. partners. Well, you know what? Give everyone a bit, you know, a little taste. Get everyone yeah, yeah, to get us a quick understand a bit of the story. Get to yeah. meet and kind of understand Chris and his background and kind of the role he's now going to be playing now that he's he's part of the team. But as you can tell. He's a smart cookie. He's done a lot of good things. Uh, very active Edmontonian, which is, you know, a huge kind of core value for us. Uh, so we're, we're happy and uh, yeah, just happy to share all this with you. And thank you everyone for making this a reality for us because it's because of your support of all this silliness that we do is what's allowing us to continue on and do uh, a partnership like this and, 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 and try to make a bigger splash. Hey, your Remchuk, what do you think when I delivered my cold revenge on denying me an internship? DC? Yeah, I guess. Pretty savage, hey, Remchuk? Pretty savage, hey? Pretty savage how I was like, look, man, you didn't like me when I was 20 or whatever it was. Look at me now, bitch. No. That's but funny. I do though. like how you told him, hey, Chris, by the way, if you don't like this, we'll edit it out. Don't worry. Well, it's funny. <laughs> he might be like, fuck you. I mean, it's funny that like Edmonton is just a very small city. Right. And even if one guy's in garbage and one guy's in Twitter, eventually you will meet one guy's in Twitter. Um, all right. I uh, just sent off a quick invite to our friend, Scott Hastings from Montreal. We're going to talk okay. sports betting in just a second, but first I need to tell you about, you know what? We talked about investing this episode, invest in yourselves, people invest yeah. in the manscape performance package with the promo code real life. It'll get you 20% off right now. If you go to manscape.com, you will see that that performance package and everything it comes with, there's the performance package plus the peak hygiene plan for 159.99 or the perfect package 3.0. Both of them are fantastic. I have the perfect package 3.0, 139.99 promo code real life saves you 20%. It is good stuff. I'm telling you firsthand, I have had the lawnmower 3.0 in my hands. It has rubbed itself across my body. What are you on? Oh, this wow. is disgusting. This is a t- 
terrible visual. This is no, disgusting. That's a fair this visual. is our investment episode. You're checking. You're talking about shaving your ball sack. Yes, because Manscaped, Manscaped. that exciting. 20% off with the promo code real life. All right, let's bring in our friend Scott Hastings now from Odd Shark. Everything you need to make the sharper play, oddshark.com. Scott Hastings, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, I missed the start of that. Is that to me? <laughs> I just said, how's it going? You know, true. basic I, stuff. Yeah, I just heard the tail end of it, I guess, <laughs> the audio. Things are good. Things are good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic stuff, Scotty H. Uh, all right. Where should we start here? Do we go March? Yeah, let's go March Madness. Week one of March Madness. Underdogs galore, Scott. There was money to be made if you love the dogs. It was insane. I, I Like, well, I said last week, I was asked who was a Cinderella story. And I said, if Ohio could get through the first round, they might go far. Well, they got through the first round, but that was about it. There was a 15 seed. You know, we're seeing Oregon State as a 12 seed. Loyola, Chicago knocking off Illinois. Like, uh, and that, that Midwest, Midwest bracket absolutely murdered everyone's brackets, busted it wide open. It was super exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what the final tally was there for the carnage of the underdogs, but <laughs> at one point they were hitting, it was like 28 and 20. I think they were, weren't they? Yeah, it was something, something insane like that. Yeah, 20, it ended, I think it actually, it ended a little under like 500 okay. straight up wise, but because sure. of the payouts, like it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you get some of these plus 800 plus 700 dogs, uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, or or like Ohio state losing as a two seed, uh, to oral Roberts. I think oral Roberts would have been, had to be plus 900 on the money line. So, uh, pretty wild one, uh, definitely something we missed last year. That's for sure. No doubt about it. So now my question as we roll into the second weekend here is, is there value to be had when you're now betting on one of the, like, are any of these underdogs that have made it through, are they getting overvalued now? Like, is it, is there a situation like that or is there under, are there underdogs that are good bets again? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it, there's actually a lot of value still to be had. Of course, Gonzaga is, uh, whew, they're, uh, they're pretty damn good. Aren't they? Uh, you, you got, uh, they're averaging over 90 points here in the tournament, put up 98 in that first game. Thank you. Come, come again. Uh, just, just mashing people I have four players averaging over double digits for college hoops is, is very incredible. Uh, so they're plus plus one forty. Uh, I guess there's still a little value there, but, uh, it immediately drops right off Baylor at plus four fifty, Michigan at nine to one Alabama at 10 to one. So there's still a lot of value. I like Houston at 10 to one, uh, to come out of the Midwest. I think they cruise through Syracuse pretty easily. And then they're either going to have Loyola, Chicago, or Oregon State. I think those are both winnable games for Houston. And then they just got to deal with whatever comes out of that East. I, I think it's going to be Alabama over Michigan. And then so if, if Houston can get to the final, uh, you know, at 10 to 1, that's it's definitely worth a shot. But it's definitely going to be hard to knock off Gonzaga. I don't hate anyone that places a bet still with them at plus 140. I, I have the Zags winning in my bracket. Yeah. I also have Houston meeting them in the finals. So I'm liking yeah. where my bracket's going right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good call for sure. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. Cause we didn't chat about it before, but have there been any trends like over under wise first half over under wise? Like, is there anything like that? That's been like an overwhelming theme so far in March madness, or has it kind of been just sort of up in the air? I think, I think just the underdogs hitting at yeah. such a high rate, as far as the totals, I haven't seen anything too crazy. A lot of unders in the first half, uh, just 
And maybe that's because I've had a few overs that looked dead at the half and came back. So maybe <laughs> yeah. it's just fresh in my mind that it seemed like there was a lot more uh, unders in the first half, but I, I feel like the totals have been pretty, uh, pretty close to an even split on a 50, 50, but the dogs, the dogs barking uh, both, both straight up and, and uh, against the spread, they've been red hot. So I think that's really the main, the main story. And I, I don't think that continues as we go forward. I think that, the, the favorites are going to cruise here, especially in Sweet 16. I think I think a lot of the chalk's going to cruise through this one. Let's uh, let's switch gears and let's talk a little hockey betting. I want to start with the Leafs and Sens. And for me, the Sens now have won two in a row. They've done the Oilers some huge favors when the Oilers have been, oh, yeah. you know, sitting in their hotel room playing cards and whatever they're doing. Their chances of making the playoffs are increasing because of because the Flames can't beat the Sens. But now I'm looking at that yeah. Sens team. They've they've won two in a row. I think they're a team that might be due for a loss right away here. So would it be smart to maybe fade the Sens for a little and they're going to come back down to earth? They're just one of these scrappy. We talked about this last year too. They're just one of those teams that you, you don't feel comfortable betting on them ever. Uh, you don't like betting against them either. It's like, so Toronto up around two set minus two seventy five tonight. It, it's a no play, even though, Yes, in theory, Toronto should smoke uh, Ottawa. Like every every game, nine, ten, 10 out of 10, you should bet on Toronto to beat Ottawa. Of course, it's not a stupid bet. Uh, but betting against Ottawa, I just never feel comfortable. And this Toronto team, it's, it's just dealing with a lot of issues. Austin Matthews with that wrist injury. When that happened, geez, that's about, what, four weeks ago. He went into the boards and immediately I text my buddy and I say, yeah, that's a broken wrist. I, they haven't said anything what it is. It's probably just sprained. But the way he went into the boards, I knew something wasn't right. And he hasn't shot the puck well yeah. since then. Uh, so, you know, if he's, their, if he's their lead guy, then he's uh, hurting in the wrist, his top hand, so he can't shoot the puck as hard. Uh, Toronto's just a tough one to bet on, too. They, uh, yeah, they're getting healthier. Wayne Simmons back in the lineup and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those. It's a no play for me. Ottawa is almost a no play every single game just because you bet on them. They'll bite you in the ass and uh, you bet against them and they bite you in the ass. So uh, I have hit them as a couple couple times as a dog, uh, but I it's always if I've done better uh, earlier in the day, maybe it's college hoops or something. I'll sprinkle them in on, on the money line. But overall, it's a uh, it's not a go to play. Isn't that funny? Because like, and 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 I'm with you. I'm unless the Oilers are playing Ottawa, I'm scared. Yeah. And the juice for the favorite, it the odds are so bad. You can't do it because Ottawa is just, they are that threat. Yes. Like, and, and they were so, last year too. If you remember they, you know, th- they're a better team this year than they were last year. We can all, all agree with that, with the progression of Shabbat and Kachuk and, and uh, Stutzel and such, but they just, you just, you just win. don't feel comfortable yeah. hitting that uh, confirm when you place that bet. I uh, want to get your take on this. So I've been kind of going back and checking some of the season long bets I made. And I think I'm going to have some interesting sweats coming down to the end. Like there's one, like I got McDavid at four to one to win the art Ross. I'm feeling great about that bet. I have Matthews to win the rocket Richard at like six to one. That'll make me nervous. And so will I have Nathan McKinnon over 64 and a half points. And right now he's at, uh, he's 35 points in 27 games. Any season long bets you have that you're sweating out right now? So we've got some familiar names there. I also have Austin, uh, to win the rocket reserve. I think, I think he's going to still do it. I'm hoping that wrist heals up. That's, that's the big question mark. He's still got a little bit, 
which you got a two or three goal lead, which is damn impressive when you, you know, have a broken wrist or a sprained wrist or whatever he's got. Right. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a sweat that it shouldn't have been. Uh, I also had Nathan McKinnon to win the art Ross this year, or sorry, I had him to win the heart uh, at six to one uh, that injury early. And then the COVID that, uh, that definitely hurt that one, yeah. but that, that happens. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you'll be okay on the over though, on, on his points. I think that Colorado team is going to start really clicking. They have been clicking over the last uh, week and a half, two weeks or so. So I, I, I think you might be okay there. It's going to be fun though. Uh, and uh, Art Ross, the only thing that puts the Art Ross in jeopardy for Connor is his teammate Leon Dreisaitl, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's always one to watch out for. But uh, no, I think you might be okay there for a little 3-0, and huh? Uh, McDavid and Matthews tied right now, 21 goals apiece. That'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, let's, yeah. get to, let's get to our uh, the, the, the fun part here, where we try to put well, together a parlay that will win. Well, let's talk about last week's parlay. Oof. Oh, that was ugly. Can we not? Can we not? <laughs> I was thinking about it though. Like football season, and so far in the those parlays yeah. that I give, have been hitting close to 60, 60 plus percent, sixty-five percent. Like, yeah, that regression had to come, and sure enough, <laughs> a, re- a reverse sweep on an zero and four. That's uh, it's pretty ugly, boys. That's uh, that sucked. Well, I, we the Oilers, all the Oilers games have been suspended this week. So mm. I have, or postponed. So I haven't done much sports betting. So I am itching to hear what you got for us. A fade parlay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two. I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah, that's say. right. Yeah. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. All right. We're going to go with the uh, red hot Rangers uh, like against that. the struggling flyers at that uh, minus oh. 115 or so. Uh, of course, shop around, find your best yep. line. So I like the Rangers. I think since Panarin's back, been back in that lineup, that 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 Rangers team was one that a lot of people had a lot of high hopes on, and they sort of were just scuffling along, and it looks like they've put things together. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, for my little juicy favorite, uh, I go with uh, Washington over the Devils. Okay. Uh, I, I think I, I like the Devils. I play them all the time, either play them or against them. But uh, I think the Caps are just on another level here and should get the job done. Uh, for our underdog or a puck line, if you want to choose, if you feel the safer route, uh, I got the Red Wings over the Preds. Um, again, they, they, they got them there not long ago. And uh, yeah, if you want the plus one and a half, I think it's about minus 150 if you want a safer Probably. route. But uh, I always like to throw in a dog, and it's Red Sox or Red Sox, Red Wings <laughs> over the I'm Preds. Going did, money some line. Base, Fuck it. did some, yeah, hell yeah. I think that's about plus 155. So that's decent yep. there. And then the under in Florida and Chicago, under six and a half in that one. Okay. A little t- total bet. I haven't given many of those. So I like that. Yeah. That adds right up under. to about uh plus 662 on my book. So we got Rangers capitals money line, red wings. If you go plus one and a half or money line, your choice. And then under six and a half in Chicago and Florida plus 662. So just for those listening, if you want me to do the math for you, if you were to put 10 bucks on it, it's about a $76 payout on that one. Well, there. If, you go, if you go money line with the, uh, with the Red Wings, it's plus eleven hundred. A little case of beer, I think. No, yeah, that's, that's really juicy. <laughs> should, should do all right. Uh, oh Scott. yeah, I'm, hey, I've got I've got some pent up banks. I didn't blow it on silly Oilers props this week, so I'm gonna go big on this. 
That's right. Love it. That's right. Red Wings for the win. Anthony Mantha. Let's go. Yeah. Scott, appreciate your time, man. As always, have a good week. Take care, fellas. Good luck and thanks, enjoy Scott. the games. Yes, there yeah, you go. Thanks, Scott, Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Uh, before we get to the end here, I need to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. You know, we were talking today to Chris. He's a good Edmonton guy. Twig and Berries, that's oh. a good local company. No fancy words, just real men. Save 15% with the promo code NATION15. Twigandberries.ca, their very own brand. Nutsack underwear as well. Love it. There you go. It's just me and Jay left now. Everyone yeah, else is gone. Two man band. Everyone yeah. left. Juan doesn't like to talk sports betting. And then we boxed out Chalmers from talking ball. I'm actually glad we boxed out Chalmers from this episode because of Chris's take on Chumgate. But we were worried that Chris was going to start telling stories about himself to uh, business Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to make sure that he had a chance to get his story out. All right. That's going to do it for episode 267 brought to you by Oodle Noodle. He's Jay. I'm Tyler for Wanye. Business Chris, not Chris Chalmers, and our friend Scott Hastings. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.